Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information. And with me, as always, what's up, guys? It's Lukey. What are we talking about today? It's going to be a quick one today. I mean it. We're going to talk a little NFL. We're going to talk a little NBA. And that's it. We're going to keep it very concise, very clean. And uh, we're only going to hit on some big topics. You cool with that? Let's go. Before we get into the show, a word from our sponsor. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. All right. Currently, 28-32-1 so far this season. Had a bounce back week last week. We went 2-0. What you got this week? Man, these are, these are some tough lines. You said the same thing last week. A lot of double-digit lines. We haven't seen much of that this year. Give me, give me Cincinnati plus two and a half on the road. Cincy plus two and a half on the road. I got two for you. Thursday night special. I got Kansas City minus three at the Chargers. They're dealing with some injuries. The way Kansas City's rolling right now and Chargers, you never kind of know which team's going to show up and doesn't sound like Eckler's going to play, so they're dealing with some stuff. So I like KC on the road. I also like the under 45 and a half in New England at Indianapolis. Both those teams have good defenses, and both those teams don't have great offenses. I mean, I know Indi- our New England's been scoring a lot of points lately. Obviously, it's a little cower- counterintuitive to what they've done the last few weeks, but... 45 and a half feels like a good number. I think it's going to be close, but I like the under in that game. They're really begging you to take the two and a half, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. This late in the season with everything that's that's been going on this week, I don't think any line's safe or any team's safe at this point. So over-unders is probably the way to go. Good point. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right. Last few weeks, we opened with college football. We don't have college football going on, so we're back to the NFL. Let's talk about COVID. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. All sports are, are dealing with COVID right now. Obviously, the NFL is being hit really, really hard, like 75 confirmed cases in the NFL in the past two days. I know you've been following this pretty closely. Obviously, the Browns are impacted very, very heavily. 
The Rams are impacted very, very heavily. I was in the office today, so I wasn't really able to follow it outside of your text messages to me. I'm just curious, man. You've kind of been dialed in on this. Like, what are your thoughts? What the fuck is going on with COVID? I mean, I don't think it's any different than what's going on, like, in society in general. Sure. You know, this this stuff, even though the vaccination rates are much higher inside the NFL than they are um, outside, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a virus that it's highly contagious. You know, it's been shown to, to break through vaccines. This new strain is is much stronger compared to the old ones as, as far as, you know, the vaccines aren't aren't uh, holding up as well. Even if you do have, you know, your, your two doses and your booster. The good news is if you are vaccinated and you do have your booster, the uh, I did see a study that said that the, the rate of hospitalization and the symptoms are just much milder with this strain. But um, a lot of these guys are not asymptomatic. And I, I, I've just seen a lot of stuff on Twitter that says there's not a whole lot of proof of transmission on the field. So I guess you'd have to talk to whether or not that's the case. If that's the case, you know, they talked about only testing players that have symptoms. You know, I did see that the NFLPA put out a tweet saying that they were pushing for daily testing, which would kind of push this thing farther the other way, which is kind of like what, you know, what we're seeing in the past few days. I think you'd see more of that if these guys were getting tested every single day. Maybe maybe the, the thought there is that they catch it earlier before it starts to spread through the lock through a locker room. Yeah. Um, before you get an outbreak. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's pretty insane. Um, you know, like we've made it this far and then all of a sudden, you know, you, you mentioned the Rams. Uh, I think us and the Rams both have 18, 18 positives in the past two days. Uh, the Washington football team has 16, I believe, on the covid list right now. So it's not just it's not just the Browns. You know, it's 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 a league wide thing. So and they're they're not going to reschedule games. I mean, they're, they, they've been pretty pretty adamant about that so no and and honestly i they said before the season started that they weren't gonna do the what they did last year so i think anybody that's taking issue or frustrated with their team having a lot of positive cases and players not being able to play the nfl is just remaining consistent with what they said in the preseason Mm -hmm. so I mean, I think I would certainly like to see them push some of these games, but I don't think it's going to happen. There's just, I I don't know. You know, it's just, it's concerning to me just in general. You know, you got a guy like Stefanski. I mean, he's vaccinated, boosted, has had COVID, and he gets it again. You Mm -hmm. know, last year he had to miss the playoff game because of COVID. This year he's missing probably... Well, every week's important for the Browns at this point, but the one of the Browns' most important games of the season. You know, a lot of these guys, Baker said that he was feeling fine. So a lot of these guys are are vaccinated and or you know are and boosted, I guess. Maybe not all of them are boosted. I don't think we have I think only like 60% of the NFL is boosted or something, or maybe I, I'm seeing a lot of conf, uh conflicting is the wrong word. This is happening in the NBA as well. So a lot of these stats and these numbers are kind of getting jumbled in my mind. But you got guys that are vaccinated. Chances are they're boosted. They're asymptomatic, yet they're testing positive and they're and they're not able to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I become a little bit torn. Right. I become a little bit torn because it's like, OK, I'm getting the vaccine i'm getting the booster i'm i'm following the protocols well clearly they're not following the protocols if there's 
outbreaks going on, but you know, and I'm, I'm not feeling symptoms or I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have symptoms. So it's like, okay, at, at what point are we healthy is not the right word, but you get, you get where I'm going here. Like we're, yeah, we, I we think are, they we're are punishing players who are doing what the league is asking them to do so they can stay on the field. Yeah. I think they're following protocols. Um, I just think that the protocols might, might need to tweak, you know, I think I can't remember yeah. which team it was, but almost immediately after all this stuff, you know, came out this morning, um, Rappaport or, or one of them said, um, you know, I can't, I can't, I think it might've been Dallas was, they, they had moved their meeting rooms so that they could space out and distance a little bit more. They had started with the mass. And I think, I think there's seven teams right now in the advanced stages of, of like COVID protocols, which is masking virtual meetings and all that. So, yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I have no idea. This is, this is NFL. This is, this is professional sports in a pandemic. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. You know, it's, it's just crazy. Cause you know, the NBA, the, you got the bulls who, you know, half their team is out and, you know, you have several teams in the NFL that's dead, that's dealing with, you know, significant portion of their roster not being available. And it starts to get to a point where it's like, this is a business and these guys are trying to make money and they're not in the, these leagues aren't able to put their premier players on the field. And I, you know, I don't know, like, do we go back to everybody wearing masks indoors, social, like social distancing, like, like clearly these teams aren't doing those right sort of the, let's go back to March, 2020, wash our hands nine times a day. Anytime we touch anything, wash our hands, wipe everything down constantly, you know, do the disinfectant fog throughout the, you know, the facility, you know, are they doing those things? Like, I don't know, maybe we just need to go back to square one with this thing. And I'm concerned from a fan's perspective about my favorite team and their ability to win a a critical game on Saturday. But I'm also just concerned about, you know, the league in general and, and really all these sports leagues, because I think the NHL is starting to deal with it's it's all three major sports right now is dealing with, you know, outbreaks across the league. And that's how it started last time. Remember, like once they canceled the ACC tournament, everything yeah. went downhill from there. They canceled the NCAA tournament and everybody locked down. Like, I just hope that, you know, we're not going back to that stuff because i can't uh i was i was really prepared for year three to be the last to be the last year of covid so i don't i don't know you know i don't want to get anywhere i don't want to go anywhere else with this i just i wanted to make we we couldn't have a show without talking about the biggest story in sports right now it's the sports podcast you know any final thoughts no just i mean i hope everyone that that is getting infected is is properly taken care of and, and is healthy and makes it through okay with no uh no side effects that's all yeah we're certainly thinking thinking about everybody out there so let's let's talk about some stuff on the field i guess let's do a little bit of a preview of week 15 what are the games you're looking forward to in week 15 you already mentioned one that you you put a bet on there is that chiefs chargers game it is kind of funny chargers aren't the only team this that that is this way this year but uh Little Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, they, they just went across the country and just spanked the Bengals, which is another team that we 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 don't know on a weekly basis which one is going to show up. So yeah. they're basically um, the same team. They really are. They really are. With um, you know, to good young quarterbacks. Um, that's a really good point. Um, 
young head coaches. One's probably a little bit better than the other. You know, the one that won the game on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that Chiefs Chargers game. I believe it was week three when the Chargers beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they they have, have since gotten some of those defensive issues figured out. I want to see how they how they hold up against uh, the big guy Herbert over there. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then a game that's probably completely going to be played completely different as you bet the under is the Patriots and Colts on Saturday night. You know, that's going to have some playoff implications as the Colts are sitting there. I think they're in the the seven seed right now, but uh, as the Browns are, are chasing. So it's actually a game that I want the Patriots to win. That happens very rarely, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. It should be a slug fest. Want to see what the, what the Colts offensive line and, and Jonathan Taylor can do against the, uh, that New England rush D because that rush D is stout. I mean, just their defense in general. I'm not expecting a ton from Carson Wentz, but I want to see what what Frank Wright can dial up against that defense to try and get uh, try and get the Colts on the board there. That's it. Yeah. Aside from that, I mean, the Seahawks Rams, maybe I, I don't know. The Seahawks showed some life finally, but I mean, not in an exciting way. So I, I guess. Lots of playoff implications in the AFC. I think the only way that yeah, but Broncos Bengals is that way. It's got some right. Some good ones. The only way we can salvage this thing is if all the teams in front of us lose, which all the teams in front of us have a very realistic chance of losing. Right. So if everybody in the playoff hunt loses, then nothing is impacted by it. And it's gone that way for us the past few weeks. Yeah. The only difference is is we've won. Right. You know, so we obviously need or we were on by two weeks ago, but I like the Chiefs and the Chargers. I'm going to be watching that game Thursday night special. I like the Chiefs to win it, but, you know, the Chargers are a fun team. What team's going to show up that that could be a great game. Pats and Colts. I talked about it the under, but both those teams are playing really well right now and we need the Patriots to win. So going to have an eye on that Bengals Broncos. We need both those teams to lose. But I'm thinking that if one has to win, you probably are rooting for the Broncos in that scenario. Because, yeah, I believe so. Because, you know, that puts us we, in We already the have the tiebreak. <laughs> right. We have the tiebreak over both of them, but yes, we want the, we'll, we'll take a division loss. We want the division. So those are the three that I've, I've really got an eye on. I mean, there's some other good games, the Packers and the Ravens. Sure. You know, I, I, it doesn't look it. like like Lamar's going to play. Um, they, they signed... Uh, Sign somebody a quarterback off their practice squad today, Blake, which is Blake usually Bortles? no, no. That's it was, usually um, the guy that gets signed when the quarterback goes down. <laughs> no, he was already on their practice yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. The guy that they signed today is it was already on their practice squad. I can't remember his name, but um, usually a bad sign for your starting quarterback who injured both ankles uh, a week earlier. So yeah, look, it's hold your breath time in the NFL because you you expect more. And I feel like a lot of folks are expecting more positive cases to pop. Yeah. Not only tomorrow, but really for the rest of the week. So it's really hold your breath time for every every fan base in the NFL, every team in the NFL. Don't think because you made it through the big storm that that your team isn't going to be impacted. And, and to be 100% honest with you, it's probably better if you're the team that they're talking about on Monday than the team they're talking about on Thursday or Friday, because any guy that goes positive on Thursday or Friday most likely isn't playing at all. But if you pop on Monday, you have a really good chance of having two, you know, negative cases in 48 hours. So this list of 18 that the Browns have, you know, six, eight 
10 of those guys may end up being able to play. You, you never know. So hold your breath. We're thinking about all the fan bases out there. We're thinking about all the teams. I think TJ Watt is the only one so far this year that has tested positive early in the week and then been able to play that same week. Well, you know, after he signed his extension, he just went and worked out. Josh Johnson is the quarterback that the Ravens called up from their practice squad. You know, he just, he for, just goes. For, when he gets uh, news, he just works out. Former Brown, Josh Johnson. Like He's the only professional athlete that hits the weight room. All right. Sorry. Sorry for my TJ Watts snark. Week 15 pick them. You ready? Uh, yeah. We both went three and two last week. I currently sit at 25 and 25. Luke sits at 24 and 26. I still have that one game lead. We're holding on by a threat. Chiefs at Chargers plus three, the Thursday night special. You got Chiefs. I have the Chiefs. Patriots at Colts. Colts plus two and a half. Who you got? I got the Pats. I have the Pats. Titans at Steelers plus one and a half. Uh, Tennessee. So I'm going to say one thing. Probably my favorite non Cleveland Brown player in the NFL to watch right now plays for the Tennessee Titans. I've been watching a lot of Tennessee this season, especially over the last six or eight weeks. Dude, Jeffrey Simmons is an absolute monster. Like, he is not Aaron Donald because nobody is Aaron Donald, but he is the next closest thing to it. And, look, defensive tackle play, like, you know, fans don't love watching defensive tackles, but if you want to watch an interior lineman make an impact in playing and play out, I would encourage anybody watching the Titans to just watch the interior of their defensive line because that dude just makes flat out, just flat out makes plays and he's really really fun to watch with that being said I got the Titans so we're chalk right at this point we have the same ones Bengals and Broncos minus mm. two and a half for the Broncos who you got ah man I'll take the Bengals I got the Broncos I had a feeling you would Packers at Ravens. Ravens plus five and a half. Packers. All right. So the only difference we have this week is the Bengals at Broncos. I, I didn't want to put, I just, the Browns are plus one and a half. They opened at favorites. That line is moving all over the place. I just didn't want to put that one up there. We could come in next week and either be tied or we come in next week and your old boy, Mr. Sabretooth, has a two game lead. So we'll see what happens. Before we move to the NBA, a word from Lightbox Jewelry. Say goodbye to doll gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, only $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, except they're grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink, beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off and price so they won't have to. Plus, they'll make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. All right. Let's talk NBA. 
a little rapid fire on one Wardell Stephen Curry, the all-time three-point record holder, broke Ray Allen's record last night in Madison Square Garden in 500 fewer games. I got five questions for you. Are you ready? Not be more excited for this segment. Is this a volume thing or is he the best shooter of all time? It's both, uh, right? The guys are shooting way more now. You mentioned it, 500 less games. It's not like he's shooting 70% from three on his career. So it's definitely shooting more. And, you know, combine that with the fact that he is the best shooter. I mean, all due respect to Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, Kyle Korver, all of them, all the great three point shooters that came before him. Um, there's no one that has the ball in his hand that gets close to half court as he's coming across that I get more nervous of that, that he's going to shoot than Steph Curry. So yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's both. I don't know if that's a cop out, but I, I do think, I think it's both, but I th- I think it's, I think it's both because he changed the, he changed it. He changed the way that the game is played right now. You know, we're not seeing it as much this year. Uh, shooting is down a little bit across the league, but you know, we saw Houston almost, almost beat the Warriors. And uh, I believe it was 2017 in the, in the Western conference finals, doing that just shooting threes so they just shot threes and layups like uh you know it's a daryl Morey thing but you know and the game has changed because of steph curry but but yeah i think it's i think it's a little bit of both so the one thing that's shocking to me when you look at the all-time list james harden is only like he's ahead of steph per steph curry's pace at his age he's 17 months younger than steph curry so it's definitely a volume thing but to your point, the answer is both. Like he is the best shooter of all time, but it is a volume thing. So the next question that I have for you talks a little bit about pace and he's, he's going to blow this thing away, right? He probably would have always broken it, but he wouldn't break it at the rate that he's going to. I mean, he's only 33. I think Reggie Miller broke the record when he was like 36 and Ray Allen broke it when he was like 37 or something like that. I was reading through the stats. So yeah, I think the answer definitely is both. I mean, he is definitely the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, the dude, he's unbelievable. He makes it look effortless. He makes it, you know, fun. You know, he's crazy. You know, he did the whole started the whole like shooting it and running away thing and the whole bench got into it. I mean, you know, he makes the game fun. You know, it's not fun when you're a Cavs fan and you want to win championships and he's splashing fucking threes. And like had fans. I been a fan of any other team, like I would be so in on like the fun yes. and all that, but like, it's just, I, I can't, I can't be. So I've allowed myself over the last couple of years to kind of separate it. And I appreciate you, it. I can appreciate it. Yeah. I've actually separated to the fact that I'm like a fan, you know, and I've, I've allowed myself to take my biases away that I had before you know, and you also got to take into consideration, like he had an early part of his career robbed from him because he had ankle problems and things like that. So, you know, and Mark Jackson. Yes. And Mark <laughs> Jackson, but huge fan. So the pace question number two here, the pace is that he's on right now is 4,440. They factored it through a couple different ways, you know, basically, if he can, if he continues at a pace that he's at, that follows the decline, the percentage decline that Reggie Miller and Ray Allen did, he should reach 
4,440. And that would be 50, 50% ahead of Ray Allen. If he gets to 4,440, do you think that that's one of those all-time unbreakable, like Cal Ripken, Joe DiMaggio? Is it one of those records, or is it one of those that it'll stand for four, five, six years, but eventually somebody will break it? I don't know if it'll be four, five, six years, but I, I do think it'll get broken just because, as I mentioned, he he changed the way that you know the game is seen now, the game, the way the game is played. You know, it's, it's so analytical now, and the three is just worth obviously 50% more than the two, but that is just so much more per possession that, you know, teams are going to just, and, and there's going to be someone that comes along that just is just jacking it. And th- this is, like I said, like it doesn't necessarily mean that the, that the player or whoever breaks it, you know, even if it was hard, like he's not a better shooter than Steph Curry. So I'm not saying that if this record is broken, that that person is a better shooter than Steph, but I think it will get broken just because the way that the game is played now is still, you know, this new, this new way is still so young. So uh, it's just in its infancy. And, you know, the first one that comes along usually isn't the, you know, the top dog at the end. So I do think it'll get broken eventually. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Anthony Edwards is on pace to be the quickest to 500 threes. Well, that's another thing too. You mentioned some, some stuff in the beginning of his career with it, with the injuries. I mean, he missed, he missed most of um, uh, last year with a, or was with the year before. Hand. No, it was last year. It's either last year or the year before. Yeah. Maybe so it the, no, it was the year before. So uh, yeah. So, you know, th- that, that's, you know, that's an entire seat. I think he played like maybe 18, 15, eight, 15 or 20 games, whatever that year, but um, he missed an entire year as, as he gets older, he's going to have to maintain his health with the ankles and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I, I do think it'll get broken. I don't know, man. It's going to be hard night in night out to consistently hit five, six, seven threes a game, which is basically what he's done over the last, I don't know, eight or nine years. It's, it's one thing you might, you might see a guy go on a stretch where he hits like 60, you know, in a month or whatever, but I mean, he's hit, he's been doing that his whole career. So I'm not going to say it's unbreakable, but I think it's going to be a long time before you see somebody come in because Steph shot like that in college, you know, like in Davidson, like everybody just thought he was too small or whatever. So I think it's going to be a while. Sure. And then you mentioned too, like a guy like uh, Anthony Edwards is on pace to become the fastest one. I mean, he's a career 33% three point shooter. Yeah, so he's shooting like, like 12 a game. So someone's going to come along that's shooting at that volume with at, at a better clip. So I just think that there's just going to be so many, so many more, you know, people that come along that just statistically, I don't, I don't know if, it, if it'll hold up. It's fair. All right. Let's talk about this season. Is he the front runner for the MVP right now? He's tied for second in points per game and his team has the best record in the NBA. Probably because, you know, it's immediate thing. Like you said, the, the record plays a huge part in it. Personally, I think that no one's playing better than Nikola Jokic. So, but his team is just not there. Um, he's not going back to back, and he's not going back to back. It's just not sexy enough. But I mean, he's he's got a higher PER right now than like LeBron ever had. Um, you know, like it would be like second in Jordan's career. Dude, he doesn't even player. look like he's fucking trying. When I watch Denver <laughs> games, I'm like, dude, is this guy like? He, and he like, gets 
take a he gets nap like, at halftime? <laughs> he gets like kicked out of like every third game now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, and I his think brothers, his brothers like wild. like got on Twitter and told one of the Morris brothers, like, you oh, don't yeah. want this smoke. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. They didn't say that, but they said it. However, they say it in their language. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, obviously I think, yeah, he's playing really well. Maybe we'll see. I, I mean, I think Durant maybe is the only one that's that's uh, the only other one that's in that neighborhood right now. But, but yeah, about, I do think they're talking about Kyrie coming back, so that could derail that whole situation real quick. Well, he's coming back. I mean, that's he's for he sure. That to. that report doesn't come out unless so he's already decided he's coming back. Whether yeah, it's getting I back saw it, again, I don't want to go too far down this road, but I saw that he was petitioning the NBA to get a non-chemical vaccine approved on their list or something jesus <laughs> anyway okay is steph curry the second best point guard of all time behind magic johnson and it might be debatable some people may not think magic johnson's the best point guard of all time i don't know but i do so i'm that that's the way i frame the question i uh, uh yeah i i don't know yeah i i i struggle with the all-time stuff just because yeah um Especially guys that are that are still currently playing, except for LeBron. So, so I struggle with that. Like the guys that are coming to mind are guys like, you know, John Stockton and Chris Paul. Um, yeah, well, he's definitely. I think be- he's better than Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely better than those guys. And you know, so that's where no disrespect to either of them, but no. but, that, but but yeah. So I mean, like it, when you think Dude, about it, throw that way, Steph Curry in a game in 1950 against fucking Bob Cousy. People score a whole lot less because his shots would be let worth less. (laughs) That's a good point. What year did they incorporate the three point line? Like 1978, put them in a game in 1978, dude. People's fucking eyeballs would pop out of their head. I mean, you can say that about most of these guys that are playing today. I mean, seriously, say it about Anthony Edwards for Christ's sakes, you know, like you can say that about any of these guys, but, but Steph is just, I mean, he's, he's Anthony Edwards would be arrested. They, they would think he's a different species. 1979 was when the three-point line was. Yeah, what I say, 78. That's a good yeah, guess. Yeah, you were close. So yeah, I, I'll yeah, I'll say yeah. I mean, can we agree that Matt Johnson's he, the he, best point guard of all time? I definitely agree there. Okay. Um, so I'll just say that Steph is holding on to number two until um until Darius Garland's career wraps up. Yeah, yeah. You and I think Chops tweeted out. I can't wait till Garland breaks <laughs> Steph's record. So the last question here, I think the one that it's probably the most important and it's probably the one that's going to be the most debated. Do you rank Steph Curry ahead of Kevin Durant all time? No, no, he's still behind for me. I think he's still comfortably behind for me. Do you? I mean, he's got two MVPs. He's got three championships. I think Durant has all that except for the third championship. I think it's very close and they don't win probably in 17. Actually, there's no probably about it. They don't win in 2017 without Durant. They don't win in 15 unless motherfucking Kelly Olenek rips goddamn Kevin Love's shoulder out of his socket and Kyrie breaks his kneecap in overtime in game one of the finals. So, you know, history could have been very, very different. It's not, you know, it is, it happened the way that it happened. I don't know. Listen, I, 
very similar to you. I mean, this is the point that I make when we talk Mount Rushmore and stuff like that. I'm always the guy that wants to wait till the end of somebody's career to start doing historical placements. Kevin Durant's not likable by the media and by most sports fans. And Steph's just a more likable guy. So I think that certainly gives him a little bit of a like it or not. I mean, it doesn't really have anything to do with who he is as a player, but I'm going to say that they're very, very close, but Durant probably has a slight edge because he's seven foot tall. You know what I mean? Like he just, the way that he plays and what he's done for the game is just, it, it's Steph has changed the game, but Durant's a, a transcendent player. So I'm going to say it's close. Durant's probably slightly better, but, um, and I don't, I don't know if there's anything Steph can do to, to overtake him, to be honest with you. I just, that's the thing that I think you're going to hear a lot. Th- those two LeBron has, I think, I think has distanced himself really from anybody else that he's ever really played with, except for maybe, maybe Kobe, <laughs> you know, so, there's there the MVP thing is always is always weird for me because like like Steve Nash has more than Kobe, you know, like, yeah, but that's second. The second MVP that Steve Nash won, Kobe should have won. He should have won it that year. So. No, I totally agree. And the one that 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 uh, Kobe actually won, I don't think he was really the MVP that year. It was more of like, holy shit, we got to get him one. Yeah. It was a career achievement, like a lifetime achievement. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. It's vote. It's voted on by by writers who, let's face it, are they have bias. They, they want to admit it or not. They're biased. They're, they're fans. You know, they have bias. So so that one always is weird. But no, I, I think you're right. I maybe I said comfortably. I think that Duran is definitively ahead for me. Maybe it's a little bit closer than uh, than I, I, I made it seem out to be earlier. All right. So congrats to. Uh... Steph Curry, breaking the record. Keep doing what you're doing. We love the way you play. I love you a little more than Luke does, but uh, we're proud of you, man. Congratulations. Don't forget, at WC Sports Pod, Facebook. Wait a minute. You got any changes you want to make to your team? I might, man. The Cavs are up by 31 right now. <laughs> Technically, oh, I could go man. first this week. <laughs> but I would have to drop the Lakers and I'm not doing that. I would have to drop Atlanta, which you should because Atlanta sucks. <laughs> yeah. Why you want to, you want uh, Atlanta? I, I might later. I don't know. I mean, at this point you've got to <laughs> Atlanta sitting at 13 and 14 in the 10 spot. That, I know I'm, the gla- Cavs I'm are glad I picked up four. Memphis last week because Memphis actually has a better record than the Cavs do. So yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm trading in Atlanta for the Cavs. Fuck it. I had a feeling you were going to do that. You sent me a you sent me a, a a text the other day, and I thought about you know exercising my right to go first this week and just taking the Cavs. But as soon as I pick up the Cavs, they're going to start losing. So I just I don't want that to happen. So you have gotten rid of Atlanta, and you now have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, a team of yours, man, taking on new life. Ever since you picked up the Bulls, though, they suck. 
Don't forget at WC yeah, Sports. They got, they got fucking COVID. They canceled two yeah. games. They had God COVID. Damn, I hope I didn't do that. I hope I didn't just hope I didn't just do that to the Cavs. They had COVID before you picked them up. Don't forget at WC. That, that obviously doesn't matter. <laughs> How many times are you going to stop me from doing the exit? Don't forget at WC Sports Pod, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, follow, and subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. You can also find us on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag and Lightbox Jewelry. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Go Cavs, baby. Go Cavs. Somebody suck me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.